June 2024, you are listening to Living Proof, the cultural archive of real lives happening. Issue six of Living Proof magazine features graffiti writers Katsu and Camel, skateboarders Sean Powers and Tino Razo, rappers YL and Starker, and artists Nicole McLaughlin, Nate Lohman, Fei Weiwei, Tom Hardwick Allen, Ned Vina, and Tao Lin. Available now on our Patreon and online shop. Live Improve Magazine, Katsu Issue, June 2024. Yo, peace, everybody. Real quick uh, update on what's been going on, on down on our end. You know, a lot of you had found out that uh, the bank was trying to repo Charlie's RV, and we found out about that as well. And that's his home and someone who's, you know, done a lot for us. So we were able to stop that from happening and uh, paying off his debts by donating him all the money that we made uh, in June from our Patreon. So... It's really amazing for us to be able to use this platform for stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people in our scene don't really get help like that. So it's we don't take it lightly and we really appreciate the the ability to do that. And it wouldn't have been possible without everybody who signed up. Um, now, the month that's coming up, we're going to be doing something for uh, Hurt One BF Crew. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of him and his situation, seeing as it happened a while ago. And it's still currently going down. Uh, his home was raided in 2008. He was sentenced to jail in 2010 and been on parole since, which is, makes it 11 years. And the reason he's still on parole is because he owes $60,000 in restitution. Uh, but he's been, you know, slowly paying that off. Um, and we're going to be donating all of the money we make to him uh, at the end of July. So some of the stuff that happened to him through getting caught up writing graffiti was uh, he couldn't own any art making material legally. So they stopped him from owning chalk, markers, pencils, paint, uh, canvases. And this is someone who's in, you know, he does art, um, even just outside of graph. So that's, uh, you know, and then he couldn't own a cell phone, couldn't drive a car, couldn't leave the county, uh, couldn't be anywhere not contactable by landline phone, uh, still can't leave the county. So he's he's getting closer to paying off the restitution and finding finally ending this 11 years of parole. So our plan is to finish that off. Um, just like we were able to save Charlie's home successfully. Our plan is to stop this, uh, parole thing from going down and just finish it off. And then that's a thing of the past. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's what we're going to be doing with all of the money we make in july for everybody who signs up for the patreon what you'll get in return is uh access to sake uh sean crawford less and lot 29 episodes they're all up right now and um as well we're going to be sending everyone a print that we made on high quality photo paper of uh hertz day in court and it's uh him with uh two officers by his side and it has his hand style under it so trying to make it worth it to sign up and help this guy out and uh, help us help this guy out. So I can't once again thank you enough for everyone who's been supporting since the start and everyone who's uh, signed up for anything we've done or even listened to an episode. Uh, hopefully we can keep this going and just continue, uh, you know, helping out people who we think deserve the help. So the link to the Patreon is in our Instagram bio, and it's also on our website. Yo, thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Peace. All right, we're fucking live. All right, give me one second. Yeah. Take it, take it. Yes. All right, we're live. Yo. Ow! <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show again, you guys. What's up? Um, so I guess the first thing I had in mind was the fact that obviously you guys are into like hardcore music and it plays a huge part of your life. And hardcore music is a genre that is predominantly white people, right? And why do you think that is? Like, honestly, why is it that it's that? Whereas like other, because it's not as if hardcore isn't a genre that talks, like it talks about struggles. It talks about things that like uh, people who come from, like these backgrounds could relate to like people who are growing up in let's say like a poorer neighborhood or undergoing struggles and feeling a lot of problems like they'll relate to it right and often i'll listen to it and i like i know this one ecuadorian dude named wilson who straight up walked here from ecuador and has been through like everything you could imagine that like an immigrant have been through and he like obviously is like a grown-ass man that has nothing to do with hardcore 
but he i'm like i listened to it and i'm like yo this dude would be hyped on this song mm. and but then it only attracts like you know not only but it's predominantly white people why do you think that is it's a good question i never thought of why that happens but um shit i don't know i mean in my eyes the first hardcore band was the bad brains five black dudes who became rastas mm-hmm. um so it's interesting that it is the way it is now i don't know daniel you know why it's only white guys i mean i don't know i mean like i guess if i was gonna guess i mean i think it just has to do with like access you know and you know i think not only like access in the in the sense of like you know like quote-unquote gatekeeping or whatever but also access in the sense of like what culture is for you know like for communities outside of outside of white people i mean like in the black community i mean you hear music where anyone's like just like yelling and there's loud guitars just like automatically mm-hmm. like it's devil music because yeah. the majority of people like, are like, like almost like scene kid shit like shit that you don't do <coughs> if you're not that I mean, yeah, it doesn't even have to be, like, scene kid shit. I mean, you think all the way back to the 80s and, like, have bands like Motley Crue and shit like that, mm. putting, like, under flames for, like, you know, kids dying and shit. And it's just like, oh, it's because it's that devil music. And, like, you know, I, th- I think you have to keep in, keep in mind, like, culture plays such a huge role in, in how communities drive. And so much of that is, like, the church and the black community. Mm. Um, Same for Latino community as well. Yeah. And so I think when you, like when you start exposing people to something new, I think people are scared of it. And, you know, like, I think now you were seeing a huge change in that because there is so much access to so much more information. And, like, you know, it's... Like, when we were growing up, like, I remember listening to... I can't remember if it was this podcast, your podcast, The Ace, just you talking about, like... And I, I might be messing this up a little bit, but, you know, you're talking about, like, you know people like calling you like white for like liking certain stuff and you're like obviously i I definitely had that too you know like i was stealing my sister's jeans because i wanted to look like fucking skateboarders that were white and i you know just the whole thing and like but you know i think now it's like kind of cool to like i don't know like know everything and to like be dip your toes in everything instead of like needing like identity mm-hmm. you know I, th- I think that i think that's kind of like a big cultural shift that sort of happened with like the internet age and like also why that's sort of been but i think there's a lot of more people of color in hardcore at least like finding it now than ever definitely you and know? like you said it has a lot to do with access like the internet and shit like that whereas kids who grew up in maybe a black predominantly black or brown neighborhood who aren't exposed to guitar music you know what i mean now you got like tiktok and fucking youtube and all that shit where it's like you're just a fucking typing and click away from a, a subgenre that you never knew existed like a whole entire world whole that you world no like there's pro- there's kids right now on long island right now i'm sure going up to towns like roosevelt wine dance like predominantly black neighborhoods that don't know that there's a show in amityville 20 minutes away mm-hmm. and there's a whole scene you know what i mean and there but and but they don't know to go looking for that and things things will find you if they find you but yeah, I think access has a lot to do with it. But when shows start coming up, you're going to see a lot more pigmentation in the crowd, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It also has a lot to do with where you were at. Like, New York in the 80s and shit, if you look at old pictures and shit, it's mad, like, brown and black people. Mm-hmm. Because of that's New York in the 80s was, I mean, there's just more of us out there. When I play shows in California, it's mad brown people. Mm. When I play Tucson, Arizona, the white people are in the minority at, that sh- at those mm. shows. It's fucking crazy. You know, so it has a lot to do with where you're at, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, sure. I feel like, too, it's, like, it's a huge, um, like, mentally fabricated uh, thing as well. Like, you you see a guitar or you see, like, a skateboard or you see, like, like even, like, a hockey stick and you're, like, that's white people shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's, like, shit we don't fuck with. Like, if anything, like, that, like, destroys my thing. I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. So it's, like that whole thing gets grouped into it which is like interesting to me because like you know like you're into playing like street hockey you're into playing like hardcore you're into like skateboarding like these are like especially like on the come up like yeah there are mad uh like black and brown people who do do these things but obviously like like how many skate like the most legendary i'm like the majority of them are not like pigmented or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it it's like eric and like the entire baker team besides like antoine dixon and like a few others like and, and it's and it's like it's just interesting how, how it's like that and like why do you think you guys uh like got into these things 
as opposed to like so many others who would never not even not just not get into it but not even consider it i mean i just saw hockey on tv one day when i was living in brooklyn and i was like oh shit they're ice skating i had never been ice skating like i didn't know what was good with that at all but i saw and i was and the team was the new jersey devils and i was like that's cool i like nickelback and like red hot chili peppers from watching the music videos and like devil stuff i don't know i was like a child you know what i mean so i was like that's cool and then i moved to long island my stepdad is white so you know white guy kind of got me into hockey Mm. but i think i would have found it any either way because i was interested before i ever met my stepdad i was interested in guitar music before i ever met my stepdad he when i moved in with him with my mom he got me into judas priest and iron maiden and shit like that so that definitely built the trajectory that i went on into my adulthood but i liked all that shit before him so one way or another i was going to get into it you know what i mean it's just it just appealed to me. I, I really don't know why, like, guitar music and hockey and quote-unquote white shit appealed to me. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, if you think about it, guitar music is just as much black and brown shit as it is white no, shit. No, 110%. You know what I mean? Hockey, like, hockey is definitely some white shit. But nowadays, <laughs> like, we're getting in there. You know yeah. what I mean? We're getting in there. And, like, I don't know. Like, what really, really got me into hockey is I was in the mall one day, and I saw um, a video game, NHL 2003, I think. There's a player named Jerome McGinley on the front, and Jerome McGinley is a black dude. You know, he's mixed, but he's black. Obviously, black looking out of that stuff. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's a black dude on the fucking, that's fucking crazy. My mom bought me the game, and I started going crazy with it, and I, that's what, like, really got me into it. And again, that was before I met my stepdad. So one way or another, hockey was going to be my shit. Yeah. No, I agree with, like, what Daniel was saying before, like, how the, the change of, like, uh, like the times right now like things are becoming more people are becoming more like open-minded and accepting of like uh these type of things because i feel like back in the days like it would just be specific things in different like um neighborhoods and like areas where like you listen to a specific type of music and you can't go outside of that otherwise it'd be like an outsider and weird but now like you know i feel like these things are more accepting and like it's sick to see because kids that felt like they didn't have that they can just do it now and mm-hmm. like they can live a life without that extra that extra like, wall yeah. of seclusion mm-hmm. or like hate from your own fucking people yeah. you know what i mean well, what for about sure. you though like with like getting into skating and i mean i think for me you know like it was you know like for me so like i come from i have a huge ass family you know like i have you know like older brother three older sisters uh five younger stepsisters and younger stepbrother you know i'm dead smack in the middle like i like but at the same time i'm like sort of regular i'm sort of that 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 cliche story of like you know casualty of like divorce kind of kid where it's just like i have this huge family i don't but i don't really know my family and so like when you're in that position like it kind of put me like like my my one music memory from like as a kid that i have was that me and my brother really 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 loved lincoln park you know and so like that was guitar music it's also rap you know but like so with that, it's just like, there's no other fucking black kids know that are fucking Jock and Lincoln Park. You know what I mean? Just me, bro. Yeah. Just me. And so like, I don't know. I I think in, in some kind of way, it like ended up being, I, I saw guitar music and like skating as just like, uh, I guess just like tools to like allow me to be an individual and be like myself and like, you know, because I just didn't, I just didn't feel like I related. I know my dad's white, um, and like, you know, so he played like Zeppelin and, you know, fucking like the Beatles and shit and, and like the house and, you know, I got Cause you it. honestly, you really like do your own thing. You know what I mean? Like you'll literally wear like a, like a cardigan and some like Jim Greco <laughs> style pants and like some like loafers that like, you know, you don't see people wearing that unless they like just watch the hammers video. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for sure. Like, and you'll just not give a fuck really about like what you're, uh, quote unquote, like, I guess assumed to be doing, you know what I mean? Or like supposed to be doing in comparison to the rest, like, or like some of the stuff that like you'll scream into a mic is just like stuff where it's like, yo, this person's like Satan. And like the way <laughs> they're, you. the way they're like screaming it. Appreciate that. And like, they're going to be like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, it would just be such a thing to be judged on. Like, when you showed your family, or have you shown your family, like, these things, like, what do they think of this? My mom hated all the music shit. So I've been going to shows since I'm 13, 14 years old, and she hated all of it. Because it's just, like, I mean, it's abrasive music, you know what I mean? 
especially vocally, you're fucking screaming. Yeah, like you said, screaming. there's no there's not much skill involved. There's just screaming, and it, it sounds crazy to someone who's literally never heard that. Like my mom had never heard that until I showed her. So it's kind of ridiculous, you know what I mean? And she fucking hated it. Um, or the idea of a mosh pit to like someone like you know I don't know your crazy. mom, but I, I've you like described her, and I can just get make an image yeah, of like a, probably, like a Colombian woman. It's probably one hundred percent accurate. I like a mosh pit. Like, what do you, do you, mean, you have a mental problem? That's what they're gonna think. Well, I broke my arm in in a pit once. And I, I didn't tell. I broke my arm, but this is hardcore. In like two thousand thirteen or fourteen. Oh, dude, I saw you in a sling. Yeah, like like front flipping. I was I broke it the first day. I got it cast it up whatever and then three days later i came home and i was like mom look this happened i was skateboarding i don't fucking skate i was like i fell she was like mm. she's not a fucking idiot yeah. she knew something happened to show but that only per- pushed her further into hating all the music shit um but i want to touch on something you said earlier like or some one of us said like uh being into skating or guitar music or whatever made you or being what we're into makes us like an outsider at the time when I was getting into hockey and music and shit, that made me different than all the white kids too. Cause like hip hop was the thing. Hip hop and like popular music, whatever. That was cool to all my friends in school. Like no one was listening to the shit I was listening to. And I think, and hockey is like the weird sport. You know what I mean? It's like not one of the main things. You know, I have a hockey team in my school, but I like the idea of being like the outcast. Like I liked, when I was a kid, I did things to further that. I wanted to be different than everybody. I already was, and then I started forcing it, and I liked it. I always wanted to be outside of that shit because I thought, like, all the pop shit and all that shit was, like, mad corny. You know what I mean? So, like, it super like, – I wasn't even thinking about it in terms of race until, you know, I started thinking critically about race itself. But as a kid, it was like, I just want to be different than all of them, and I already am, but now let's fuck – let's see how far I can push it. Let's see what crazy shirts I could wear, like, what I'm going to do to my hair and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it was more so – just wanting to be different than everybody regardless of race you know what i mean i actually have a question for you about that because this is something that i think about in my own in my own life regarding how i thought about race growing up compared to how i think about it now um i even though i didn't necessarily think about the things that i was doing in regards to like me being like the different like kid or whatever i mean i wanted to be different you know like i didn't i i never felt like i wanted to be a part of what everyone else was doing but did you ever in some way think about how the fact that you weren't white prohibited you or at least had some kind of like factor in like the outcomes of like situations that happened in your life like even though you weren't like you know i, I think when you're young you don't really have like I don't know if it's a bitterness, but, like, I don't, I don't think you have that full scope of, like, what race relations are like mm. yet. But, you know, Dave Chappelle's on the air, and you're, like, you know, you fucking... There's still shit where, you're like, you still hit some of that information, and, like, I, I wonder if that's something that you ever that you ever felt to any degree. And honestly, you too. Like, I, I think about that a lot. Are you asking, like, are you asking, like, if I was ever cognizant of, like, being not being able to do something or something because of my race. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can specifically think of, like, times where I was, like, you know, where where my outcome was in my brain, if I was white, I would have been able to do that or I would have been picked to do that or something along those lines. I think I just would have been treated a little differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been the butt of so many jokes. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, for me, the whole thing was, like, oh, Sebastian is... We're not really sure what Sebastian is. He's, like, brown, but, like, his mom is super dark. And his grandparents are super dark. But he's, like, not as dark. And he speaks like us. Like, you know, he's got, like, the New York accent whatever. But not, like, the black New York accent. But he likes, like, Metallica and shit. He also knows how to ice skate really well and plays hockey. But he likes 50 Cent a lot. So it was just, like, people, like... It was, like, when you're a kid, you're ignorant to shit. And a lot of kids aren't malicious or evil. You know what I mean? You grow into that. But as far as, like, what you're asking... I don't know. I can't think of anything that was prohibited from doing because of that or I felt like I couldn't do or I shouldn't do. But it was just like I was never not being reminded that I was not like the white kids for sure, or that I wasn't like the black kids or the Latino kids because of my mm-hmm. interests. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I guess I asked that, you know, thinking about, you know, like, you know, growing up. I mean, you grew up on Long Island, oh, Brooklyn and Long Island. Yeah. So like. Obviously, like, 
people talk about, you know, New York, you know, being like the melting pot. There's so many different cultures here. And, you know, like, how did that, did that differentiate? Like, when you went to Long Island, was, was there like a difference in like the culture mix? Or was it? Culturally, yes. Racially, not so much. Because uh-huh. where I grew up in Brooklyn and Bensonhurst, it was mad like Eastern European people, Italian people, and Chinese people. Okay. Then I moved to Long Island, it was mad just Irish and Italian people. So I, I didn't have as many like Asian friends or Asian people around me. For but sure. I was still mostly, I was still like the only like black Hispanic person in my neighborhood, just For like sure. I was in, in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean but culturally, it was different because, you know, like, White people in Bensonhurst are different than white people in Long Island. For sure. You know what I mean? But, yeah. It's yeah. For, for me, um, it's kind of like, you know, like, I'm, so I'm Chinese and Ecuadorian. Uh, but the thing is, like, uh, in terms of, like, culture, like, my whole family's from Ecuador. They all live in Ecuador still. Like, my mom and dad are the only people, like, from my family who live in America. Uh, but, like, to someone, not to, like, a asian person like a specifically chinese but like to a non-asian person i look like or they think i look like full-on like chino you know what i mean like full-on like mad kids would be like like that's like the chinese kid you know what i mean and uh i can like you know like chinese people have that thing where like they're like this the stereotype is like mad quiet mad afraid mad like essentially essentially frail Mm. like frail push aroundable blah 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 and like I think that uh, because of that, I, I like maybe subconsciously went like out of my way to like not do that because I'm like maybe for, like, yo, like this is like straight up like like I don't want to be this like soft person. Not that like ch- all Chinese people are soft, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, so like that leads to like actions that. Uh, well, there was an assumption made about you that you didn't you didn't feel was justified. So you're like, well, fuck that. I'm going to show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's like it's, it's it's like crazy how like all that shit plays out. But like when you're super, super young, it's like super, I guess, like maybe unconscious. Like you don't really realize it. I can definitely remember mad times in my life when I was younger, when I would like really wish that I was white, like wish, like straight up wishing. Mm-hmm. Like I would like I, like all my favorite skateboarders were white, all the people like all these things like. It was like, uh, you know what I mean? And I just was like, damn, like I'm fucking Chinese, bro. Like this is like, I remember thinking <laughs> like, I remember thinking like, this is like the yeah. wackest thing that I could be. And I like, uh, of course, like that's what, like, that's what I thought. And like, I remember like, yeah, I mean, or, honestly, it's kind of what I was, what sort of what I was asking him. Cause that's sort of how I felt too at times. I was like, this is so yeah. whack. Like I got the shit under the stick. Wow. Like I uh, like especially I remember like Ryan Sheckler specifically like getting mad girls and stuff. And I remember being like, yo, I can't even like if I have my hair like that, I just look like a schoolboy fool. And then like um, you know, it was it was pretty corny, honestly. And like I'm glad actually that like these things happen because then you really learn from them and like understand. Yeah. But I also remember like anytime like when I was in like middle school or whatever, like high school, like um if you try, like trying to talk to a girl that i liked or anything like that you I, I would be like yo like they're not gonna want to talk to like the chinese kid oh, bro they're gonna want to talk to like the like ill-ass white boy with like who like fits the image of like what did it fuck bro like i fucking look like this god damn it but it's funny because then like as time went on like i actually absolutely like love all of this about myself but then when you're younger and you're confused and all you want to do is like be accepted by the group and by like society as a whole and like fit an image but then you like like other things you're like yo like what am i you know what i mean like should i embrace wholeheartedly like this like stereotype or should i like be in this weird middle situation where i straight up like was wishing i was white it's like so fucked up to like think about that stuff because it's just like whack that you'd even want to wish to be something that you're not yeah Yeah, it's i mean sad you know you think about i mean cassie has so many things it has to do with like all of the pressures you feel to fit this mold that you think everyone wants you to be. And then also like you feel like a fucking freak for even wanting to be different, you know, like you kind of are, you know, like I know both of you, you're both pretty fucking weird. But the thing is like, it's like like, people are just like people, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's like saying like white people and I fully agree and understand what you're saying, but that's like also like, like do like people who are white feel weird for loving like old school hip hop. Like, like late 80s early 90s like probably not because it's like honestly not weird like for example like jay petta loves like all types of hip-hop and like really does know that shit Mm -hmm. and like knows it more than like almost anyone probably and i don't think that's weird at all like it's just music and like it shouldn't be weird if like you're like if you like like kiss like i remember i i went to like i went to like my friend's house dude (laughs) 
and his dad was like like he was like my babysitter kind of right and uh i would only listen to like rap like i was listening to like 50 cent specifically and like a bunch of other stuff like that i was getting into like snoop dogg like wu-tang mob deep like all this shit and i i had a cd player and i was like listening to it at his crib and i go in and his name was like mr john like that's what we called him Mm -hmm. and he was just like iron maiden to the fullest and i was i walk in and he's like sees me listen to something i'm super super young i'm probably like 10 years old and he's like yo what are you listening to and i was like i'm listening to like rap and he's like crap and i'm like i was like what like i thought he didn't hear me and i was like rap and he's like yeah crap and i was like what and he's like dude this is the real shit like he has a fucking giant cd collection of like iron maiden slayer metallica led zeppelin like def leppard like all this stuff and i was like damn it really is crap and then (laughs) i like i like see the eddie figure and i'm like i like i don't know it kind of clicked i'm like yo this is like reality i don't know like there's so much other stuff like there's like skateboarding there's graffiti there's fucking like there's like you know what i mean like i like obviously didn't know that like hardcore punk existed but i'm like there's like something that's like like that Mm -hmm. and it starts with like eddie of iron maiden right on then my parents see like my parent i put i put i bought like a a matter of life and death from hot topic i don't even know if i was gonna like it but i'm just like yo this is the facts like these are crazy i put that shit on my wall my mom walks in. She just sees like an Bones. like Eddie with like Iron Maiden. She's like, "The fuck is this shit?" Like, I had this that. Is- I had the shirt for that record, like you, the tanks and shit. Yeah, the tanks, and they're all like squatted up, and yeah. it's like a matter of life and death, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, like honestly. But you know, like speaking of like late '80s, early '90s, like the the scene in New York, and I often talk about this on the show, like how insane it is that all these bands came from this like very sh- short like mile radius of a of a state city whatever like geographical location that are like all coming out at this time and you look at it now and like i'm not saying the scene is dead the scene's definitely not dead but uh it's like what what like what do you think happened uh new york city as a whole has just changed a lot it doesn't produce the same kind of people because people aren't going to the same kind of things you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and uh I th- we kind of talked about it in my first episode like i'm glad that new york is not a fucking insane place like it used to be all the time i mean insane shit happens but i'm happy about that but i think it's just hardcore and punk is uh very very much so product of your environment type of music and the environment is just not producing the same kind of people you know what i mean no we noticed that with like the guests that we have on like anyone that's from that era whether it be a graffiti writer a skater a hardcore dude like bro they all have the, the same like bug in them you know what i mean that they've yeah. been through like and they're like willing to do anything like whatever shit. is yeah. necessary <laughs> like at that moment <laughs> it's like me like I'm, it takes, dude. I'm just chilling you know what yeah. i mean i'm glad i don't have to be like that no and like like people say like oh i wish new york was like that like i don't wish it was like that because right now bro, yo, like i i send him pictures bro right now at my job because i work in coney island mm-hmm. when you do this the safety orientation when you go when your first day on that job they, you give them your phone number so they text you if something happens Right. Well, I'm not even kidding you. Two days in a row right now, there's been a shooting on my job where we get to go home early. And, like, my other boy just texted me this morning in Red Hook that some dude got, like, butchered to death and they didn't even let them go home. Like, shit's happening shit that no real. one even knows about. And, like, you want New York to go back to that? Bro, fuck Bro, that. that's what I said in the first time we spoke. Like, People that say, oh, I wish New York was, like, sketchy is some fucking dummy from Idaho. <laughs> Bro, yeah, no, yeah. like, you, what you want is, like, you want to, like, say that you... I don't oh, even yeah. know. Like I you want to like live this fake reality. Day. Yeah. yeah. Mm, is it fireworks or gunshots? <laughs> Suck my dick. Shut yeah. up, yeah. idiot. Yeah. Like we we like those people from that era were on some next level. Like doing whatever's necessary. Like for no like we were all walking downtown one day and we ran across this like uh, this dude who's like a legendary graph writer and he like overhears us like talking about like graffiti mm. and then he was like he came up to us and he's like yo what you niggas write and I was like. And like, like, I like, it was like, we didn't do anything. Yeah. And then, and then we were like, uh, you know, like we just, like they told, like we told them whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, what are you going to do really? <laughs> and then he was like, Hmm, sick. And then he was like, and I'm sure you've noticed like, like, I, like we're not being hostile. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and I'm sure you noticed I walked up to all of you and I'm alone. I know he's like, look like looking us all in the eyeballs and like, we know he's ready to die. And then we we're like, yeah. And he's like, and I wasn't afraid at all if you guys would have jumped me. And he was like, because where I'm from, he was like, the era that I'm from, if I were to have been jumped, he puts his hands in the air. He was like, that's just how it would have went down. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. And then like, crazy. Dude, he's crazy. And then we were like, word. It's crazy. But like all of those people from that, not all, of course, but like even people the people that went who, through some shit. They're like, they're literally like, is that who you want everywhere? 
Like, no disrespect. <laughs> yeah, literally, I don't want both of us. I like don't that want that everywhere. Like, I don't want to deal with people who are willing to do whatever is necessary, like, at any given moment. Yeah, and, like, nah, always nah. thinking about that. I'm very, so, very happy that it is, that like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of hate. And I under completely understand why towards, like, the policing system. But, like, it is because of these mayors that are hated. Uh, like, the ones that brought, like, crazy policing to New York. Mm. That that started to simmer down a little bit. Realistically, like I mean, sure, whatever. I, I don't think like I don't think like any of us are like real deal criminals. But like, what would you do if you found out like tomorrow for sure, like at a certain neighborhood at a certain time there will be no cops? Like there there are people who will like get it so insanely real that you wouldn't want to. I would like wouldn't go outside straight up. Like like if I know for a fact, and everybody knows. Then I'm just gonna avoid that area for the day. I like, go to easy Maria Hernandez Park and maybe hit a lick or two. <laughs> that might be the move. There's if they were doing a purge situation in yeah, Bushwick. Like a purge situation. Way out to Maria Hernandez Park. Sit in the circle. Hitting the lick. Yes. Sit so in the what, circle. What do you guys think about like the whole uh, return of of the New York shows and like everything that has happened within the past year? We out. We, we talked about. It. Like, when do you think this will be over? I was like, shit, I don't know. Well, now yeah, we're here. It's bugged out. Yeah, yeah we're literally here. I, I did not think I'd be playing a show this year. I thought it was, really? was going to be like 30. I had no <laughs> idea. Crazy. I did not, I did not yeah. think that things were going to play out this way. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about it on our own. I was just like, I was not confident that I'd be playing shows again. Or like, my bands matter anymore. I was just like, I don't think it matter that much now. But just like, what the I mean, yo, it seems like people are craving to come back. Because I went to that Tompkins show, bro. I couldn't even see the back of the fucking crowd. Like, yeah. there was, like, thousands of people <laughs> like 2, there. thousand people there. You know what like I mean? That. That, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I'm playing a show in two days in California. Sick, dude. I'm excited for that. So awesome. Uh, this is your first show back? Yeah. It's fine. You're going you're gonna <laughs> to... I might not come back. Bro. I might <laughs> die on stage. You're going to explode on stage. Like, yeah. I can already see it happening. Is it with? It's the Dead Heat record release. Oh, Shout out to so Dead Heat. World oh, at yeah. War. It's put out a new record. Isn't it Jana's birthday? Yeah, shout out to my boy Jay Nut, Justin Ton, the king of Oxnard. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, and then we got we got some shows in August. Uh, what do you guys got? We are playing. Right? Yeah, we have our first show back next, not this following Sunday, but next Sunday at Gold Sounds with uh, Rob Brigade. Yeah, shout out Rob Brigade. And Life's Question, Combust is on it too, and... We we're gonna play a show in Jersey in August too. I don't think it's been announced yet, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you guys excited? It's yeah. gonna be like awesome. It's I mean, it's what I've been looking forward to most. Like I've been able to do pretty much everything else. I've been able to start playing hockey again, see friends, travel, this and that. The one thing I haven't been able to do since March March of 2020 is play a show. I haven't even been to one. I haven't been able to get to any shows. So like this first one in California is gonna be it's gonna be the best moment that I've had since the best moment that I've had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be the happiest I could be. You know what I mean? It's always like that, like when things are gone and you appreciate them so much more. Oh, like you're about to appreciate Dude, I, shit. I think about this show when I'm like laying in bed or driving in my fuck, I get butterflies in my stomach. Like I'm about to go see yeah. a girl or something because mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm finally going to be able to just be in, be in the shit. You know what I mean? Dude, it hasn't hit me yet. Oh man. It really hasn't hit me yet. I, like, I think gold sounds will get packed. Honestly. That's what I'm saying. It's going to get I packed. Like, it's going to be crazy. Dude, it's gonna be crazy. Cause this is the first Brooklyn show. This is the first Brooklyn show. Yeah. Um, and I don't, dude. I mean, I haven't played a show since December 2019. It was at that Mindforce show. So I was just like, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna freak out. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freak out. As you should. What have you guys did? It, like, cause I know that hardcore and being a musician just in general is a giant part of your lives. Uh, since the stop of it all, how have you guys? Did, was it difficult to cope? Like, do you feel like a stress that you can't let out? Because I'm sure that music to to you two is like a kind of uh, it's like a stress relief. You know what I mean? It's like a kind of even like meditation where you gives you your peace of mind and it's something that you've known and done your whole life. Something that you assumed could never be taken from you, and it didn't really get taken, but it did. Like part of it, definitely yeah. a huge part of it, especially with hardcore, is like the the live show, the live shows, and it just got taken with complete uncertainty. How'd you guys deal with that? I, I was like lucky enough to play six weeks of a tour around the world before before everything stopping. So like you hadn't played for a while at that point when everything mm -hmm. shut down. But I was out on the road for a while, came back, and I was like, all right, this pandemic shit is kind of cool. I get to chill now, no shows. But then I was after like three weeks, I was like, oh my fucking god, I'm gonna f I can't even go to a show. So uh, that was fucked up. 
uh, shout out to Regulate, last band in the world to be touring straight into the pandemic in Asia. Um, but yeah, I was fucking, I was losing my mind. I was losing it. Uh, yeah. Are you a kind of person who, um, like, you thrive in these type of types of environments where there's like constant socialization and constant like stuff no, happening? No, 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 no. So how do you feel on tour? Because I'm sure it's like blah, 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 like uh, it's, magic it's, going down in your head. So touring in Asia is different because it's a lot of people coming up to you and just thanking you a bunch for coming to play their country. So it's a different type of social aspect. Whereas if I'm playing over here, I got friends. I'm you know talking shit with my friends. Um, there's just not like appreciation for you being there. It's fine. Like I don't need. I don't show up to a show. Waiting for someone to be like, oh my god, thank you so much. So it was different, but like on tour, like show up, play the show, chill, and like I kind of remove myself until it's time to play because I don't. Uh, people over here are fucking weird. People say weird shit to you. I don't want fucking people talk to in them. America. You're saying yeah, they're fucking weird and annoying. So I try to avoid it. I'm polite. I talk to people, but if you're fucking weird, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, the social aspect is not definitely not what I like look for or like thriving when it comes to hardcore i like being in the pit and being on stage mm. um yeah what about you like how did how did you go about coping with uh you know i know you like go through like these phases whenever like rowdy things happen in your life where you just get like sad and stuff like how was it if that <laughs> ever happened where like <laughs> put you on black <laughs> shit not even dude it happens to everyone but like yeah like <laughs> now that like when that does happen like now that you don't have like music and stuff like to explode out on stage like what were you doing um dude that that was so funny um i mean like i i mean dude it was such a crazy year i like i don't know i just i i i have a lot of hobbies you know i have a lot of shit i like and like i said i didn't think i was gonna be I didn't think shows were going to come back until I was, like, 30. I was just, like, ain't nobody going to care about my old ass fucking getting on stage, fucking not doing shit. So I was just, like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just pursue other things I like. And so I skated a fuck ton this mm-hmm. year. Um, got really into, like, I mean, I've always shot photos, but just, like, just been doing that a lot more. Like, you know, just, you know, I, I'm a very, like, project-oriented person. And so, like, you know, before before covid you know like we had tours planned and we had like 10 shows that we were supposed to play that just went away and so i was just like and we were gonna work on like a record and it was a whole thing and then like like the answer got together one time the entire like over covid and that was to record a song for a compilation for the triple b compilation and so like yeah because i mean i i just wasn't it wasn't a focus and I think, like, in the last few months, like, I've been really back into into guitar. Like, I put the guitar down for, for a while, but I've been fucking around with it a lot lately, you know? One thing that we did over the thing, we started a new band, Us Together. Oh, word? Yeah, yeah. two of my friends from high school. Shout out my boy Greg and Stefan. Work. Uh, we're going to make a million dollars off of it one day. Um, I'm out there singing like an angel. He's like, Ooh, on guitar. It's hardcore. Nah. nah. Very, you might have told very me Very far this. from it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's fucking like, we both like this band called The Fall of Troy a lot. Okay. That's and actually why we're friends. We became friends over this Yeah, band. pretty much. And Stefan and Greg, my two friends from high school, I've known for mad long. They also love this band called The Fall of Troy. And it's a three-piece, very like technical guitar work type of band. Very sporadic shit, singing shit. And uh, we're just... That's just what we're doing now, and uh, it's gonna be sick. It's called Webs right now, so be on the lookout for Webs. Daniel doesn't like the name, but it's I don't like the name. It's probably gonna stay at Webs. My, <laughs> my my dad also said we should change the name. Uh, your dad can come see me. <laughs> Webs is a good name, uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for the, that. Should we just put out the song. Um, our guitarist Greg is living in Montana now. He's like super into nature, so we got a job as like a security guard at a hotel, so we can hang out at some national park. So we're waiting on Greg to get back, so we can put on more music. Um, any music, any music. But well, what's the deal with? Uh, I know that you're putting out a new record. You're putting a new ne- record on your respective mm-hmm. bands. Like, what's the deal with that? Um, we're writing record. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we we were gonna do record last year. Didn't do shit for a year. Um now shows exist again and we're like kind of getting ready we're gonna play the new song at the show uh maybe another new one but we're gonna now we're sort of like getting the flow of like okay what do we want to do sort of talking maybe ep maybe lp and just 
throwing out ideas. So we're, we're kind of in that stage of it. Kind of took a took a year to refresh a bit. But I yeah, I mean I just have other projects like this thing we're doing, like working on some other stuff that isn't really hardcore related, and just like expect projects this year. Just yeah. We're recording a record in September, and then we're going to put it out, and then we're going to play all over the world. And Can you tell me like um like some of the because so. In the the last regulate record, it was I was like reading through some of the stuff again. Not even as as music, just like reading the actual words them in and of themselves. Mm. And you talk a lot about stuff like you hit on like things like mental constructs, and you also say stuff that like makes me think you've done like ayahuasca. But like I know that you haven't. <laughs> but like some other shit, brother. It'll, it'll be like it'll, you'll be talking about how like you're just like a floating nothingness in the ether and stuff like that. Like what, um, obviously you talk on like police brutality and, and topics like that and like violence and aggression. Yeah. Um, this upcoming record, like, do you have any specific things that are in mind? There's one song doesn't have a name right now, but, uh, so, so I saw like this thing on Instagram a year ago and it's just like the text and it said more or less, it said you've been brainwashed and believe into believing that, um, European features are the, the, um, the standard of beauty and I was thinking about that a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And over the last year, I put like more appreciation into like my heritage and my hair and my looks and shit like that, which is something that was a pretty like I'm mad, like insecure about that shit in the past. I'm getting better with it now. But I keep thinking about those words. And I wrote a song about how like like over time as I've gotten older I've become more and more appreciative of the way I look and like my nose and my lips and my hair and like things that people put me down for I'm sure Daniel put me down us down for as kids and stuff and now like every white girl out there is getting lip fillers you know what I mean people out there doing shit to their hair like white girls walking around with like crazy color hair when like black women walk around with crazy color hair for mad long you know what I mean and and that's good like if that's gonna make someone feel better about themselves go for it the point I'm trying to make is that like I got made fun of so much for my lips and my nose and my hair and skin and all that shit. And now it's like, it's like mainstream to look a certain way. And it wasn't mainstream to look a certain way when I was younger. You know what I mean? So the song is about just like, I just feel good about the way I look now. You know what I mean? And all you guys are trying to jack that now. And that's cool. But you'll never be able to touch the real thing. You'll never be able to look the way my mom looks, my sisters and my cousins and shit, and other black and Latino women out there. You know what I mean? So the record is, it's very personal, as every record should be, I think. Um, But that song, I think, is going to be like the standout track. There's Mm. another song that's just about being in the moment. It relates to, like, my band specifically. Like, when we're out on tour and shit, we just, whatever finds us, we just go out and do it. Um, I feel like a lot of bands out there, like, I know there's one band, I won't put them on blast. I've done it. I've done it in nah, It's all right. They bring a photographer with them, and that's cool, like, to document the memories and shit. But, like, you got your boy just taking candid photos of you on an airplane, and you're posting, like, Aaron, this is weird to me. Because, like, you should be right there. Why, you, you are right there, right now. Why do, you need, why do you need, like, the extra documentation from an outside source? Just enjoy that moment right there. So that song, is, I think, is going to be a standout, too. We're going to play that in California. Just about being right here, right now. Mm. Like the four of us right here, right now. It will never be replicated. And we can think about this very fondly in the future. But right now is like, right now is the most important thing in the universe to us four. You know what yeah. I mean? And we have to put more appreciation on that. I mean, yeah, in terms of like the whole brainwashing of the European standard of beauty, it's like funny you say that because like if, if we are brainwashed to that, we literally won't know it. Because like if we're truly brainwashed, that means like we're not aware of this like you know what I mean? Like you could, because there is that thought where it could be like, no, I'm not brainwashed. This is literally just what looks attractive to human beings. Mm-hmm. You could be like, no, I'm not brainwashed. This is literally just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't know, right? You wouldn't know right. because if like, it's all you've seen since day one, that's what you'll think. And it's, you know how you know for a fact, actually, like you know for a fact that we are brainwashed no matter what we try mm-hmm. to do is because like past society, if that's what like humans think is attractive, then all humans like I'm saying, in past society in general would think that's like the standard of beauty. And that's not but you've been case. seeing it change through like even just like na- like different nations, yep. different generations. Like that shit changes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that shit's pretty ass because like, <laughs> because then like, you know, like Indeed. a whole people are like ugly. Mm-hmm. Like your natural shit is like the negative of what appearances. Like there's a positive appearance, there's a negative appearance and like you are the negative. 
that's mm-hmm. what like that's and then you're not you're literally there is no like positive or negative you're just like it just you is. just like are but now everyone has been brainwashed to think you're the negative so now like you officially are because that's just what everyone has like collectively agreed upon but honestly it is changing which is really sick like we, we are we are living in like a generation honestly probably thanks to online and just like the advancement of society like we're watching it all change and like not only is it changing but like those who like uh you know like it's like Every, everything's changing and it's becoming so much more open and like and accepting and like you know it's it's like awesome to see you know mm-hmm. um you what know, are you gonna say oh yeah i was just gonna say you know like even though we're sort of like kind of rewriting and everything you know i have i have songs that have in a lot of subjects i want to talk about and like you know, kind of like what he was saying about like being this last year kind of really uh learn to appreciate your culture and learn to appreciate where you come from and your heritage, you know, like, you know, something I've always known, but that is just really hit hard this last year is just recognizing the fact that like, you know, black culture in America is, you know, it's prominent. It takes over. It's, it's what runs, you know, like culture here. Um, but beyond that, you know, there's a certain point where like that history gets cut off and, you know, like, I don't, like, I don't know where I come from. Like, I like a 23 and me and figure out, you know, like, where my bloodline goes down to. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, like, I don't, like, I don't. And a lot of other black people don't know who they are. I remember I was watching, like, an interview on, like, Instagram. Like, a little snippet from, like, some, like, UK rapper. And he was talking about, um, he was talking about how, uh, how sick it would be if, the black people over here knew who they were because over there, you know, like they're African, they know where they come from. They know that they're from Zimbabwe or Nairobi or whatever. And they, they're like, we can look at people and just be like, Oh yeah, you look like you're from Ghana or you look like you're from whatever. And it's just like, we don't, we don't have that. And, you know, sort of recognizing that, like we sort of have a lot of our culture that's been stripped from us and a lot of there's, you know, there's a certain amount of pride that comes from being a part of, you know, like a group that has so much willpower that we just started up from, we just started our, we just started over, you know what I mean? Um, but there's also, you know, like there's a, there's a bit of a, what's a, like misplaced, uh, like identity issues because we don't understand like why certain things are like ingrained in us and you know like really sort of tackling some of that and you know understanding that it's just like yo we we don't know who we are and it's sort of talking a lot about about that you know like I have a lot of my own things with like police brutality you know I we the new song that's for the that's for the triple B thing um, it's sort of about like an experience I had at the protest last year um, and you know like it's so, so, uh, so what happened at the protest last year um at i was at the uh the barclay center protest on the first day um and i uh i i was there i was there to to kind of watch and see what was happening there was uh about 5000 protesters there and maybe about like 50 cops there was a big barricade in between the two of us and things started to get a little bit rowdy. And um, at one point, they started macing the crowd. And they maced, like, a little, like, girl, like, a little 14-year-old girl. Um, I tried to, like, help her up. And, you know, there was – it was it was a very frustrating time. Um, I went there because – and this is sort of a, a backtrack to another time in my life where when, when Trump got elected in Ohio – I was still living there – and uh, there, were, there were a lot of protests happening there. I think they were everywhere. But um, specifically at one of the protests, I was, I was there with uh, one of my friends at the time. Um, and it was another, another mixed kid, another black kid like me. And we were standing there and cops. And then on the other side of the cops, there were a bunch of, like, Trump supporters. And, you know, I don't know if anyone knows about white people from Ohio, but a lot of them are fucking hillbillies and you know we have kkk and nazis and all that kind of shit out there and like so i mean 
in between us, there's these all these red hat dudes just fucking like calling us niggers and shit and like saying like every fucking thing they can to us. And you know, there's like we're saying whatever we're saying, and there's like a black woman cop like in between us, like who is like hears everything they're saying to us. Yeah. And it got to the point where it's just like uh kid who was next to me was started talking to her and was just like what are you doing you know like what like what what do you think you're doing like they don't care about you they don't love you they don't like you can hear it they hate you the people you're sitting next to you these dudes and these badges and these guns like they don't care about your position just like you should be standing here with us and she was sobbing it was it was just a really it was a moment. I, so I that was in Ohio. That was in Ohio, and so I I went to the Barclay Center protest, not with any, not with any like real like ambition to do anything, but just to sort of spectate and to see kind of what was going on, and you know this is sort of, you know this was I I still had a little bit of hope in people at that point, but you know so I see this little girl get hurt, you know this. You know, a black cop comes up to me. I think his name was, like, Officer Robinson. I think that's what his name was, something like that. Um, after that happened, I helped her up. He comes up to me, and he's, like, trying to tell me to leave. And I'm just like, nah, we're just kind of not having a screaming match, but we're having a very intense conversation. I'm just like, are you happy with this? Is this, like, what you think you're supposed to be doing? Like, do you think you're helping? Like, do you see, like what like do you understand like what is actually happening here hmm. and you know this is amongst chaos flying around us people yeah. are getting you know and some fucking like italian like cop is like trying to fucking like tell me something and i'm just like yo i'm having a fucking conversation with officer robinson isn't that right and he said yeah we're having a fucking conversation and it's just me and this black cop and this italian dude just fucking just like does not like that i talk to him like that and he ended up like tackling me to the ground next thing i know i'm like on the ground with like fucking seven other cops i'm like getting like kicked and like punched on and shit got my fucking shirt ripped off and everything um i mean like there's a photo that circled around a little bit but you know i got like dragged by like seven cops like over the barricade i was the only person who got who was over i was one of the first like five people that got arrested and when I got like held over that barricade and like I like I was just kind of over there by myself, um, yo, it got so quiet. Like everyone watched, no one did anything. It you got probably silent. thought you were gonna die I or thought, get smoked. I thought there was a gun to the back of my head. Yeah, I thought I was. I, I sure thought I was gonna die, and you know I got thrown on the bus. Got told I was gonna get hit with all these fucking charges about inciting a riot and all this fucking shit. And I got like. Had to sit in jail for like, I don't know, like maybe like 10 hours, like no shirt or shoes and shit. And like, it was, it was I mean, it was a whole thing. And it's just sort of about. And like, what did you even do? You know what I mean? Like, what, you, like, you what, were like, what can you're, I do? You no, know? I'm saying like, uh, like that all happened because like essentially nothing. Like you exactly. didn't do anything to be like straight up treated like an animal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, to touch on your point and you guys' point about like not knowing like the heritage and feeling like lost in terms of like, and then you're refinding your heritage and like refinding your essentially like your foundation, like straight up like what is in your blood and genes. Um, so like, AKA just learning more about yourself, you know, like uh, I recently read uh, Malcolm X's book and he talked about that and he talked about how like, um, this was like more during his like nation of Islam days and how like people didn't like these, like the black and browns of America, like they don't, uh, have like a deep understanding of like who they are and like like their roots i'm saying and also like not just that but like the system especially back then is like more set up in a way where like it's difficult to gain like knowledge and it brings me back to our first episode where we talk about like a self-guided learning and and seeking out knowledge like in your own way and it's like that's super super important um especially for people who uh the way the structure is set up like wouldn't be getting that otherwise like um I think it's like I, I I read it like a good amount, and I read about stories of uh, like black and brown people who have went to prison and their realizations in there when they're like, "Fuck, I have absolutely nothing to do, so let me just go to the library and start reading." And they start reading, and like they open their minds and come out legitimately like a better 
changed uh more knowledgeable and like mentally free person and also like it is like uh this dude hurt was on our show and he talked about how it's like that lack of understanding that breeds ignorance which breeds like all the ills of our society like for example that italian italian cop that like you were faced with like doesn't understand uh the greater picture clearly like doesn't understand like you doesn't understand like it's just ignorance you know is what it is like uh and it's it's like on both sides like the structure is also set up so that like they wouldn't understand you know what i mean like it's not like they have any big reason uh like big uh, inner reason why they would go and search out this this history or search out this knowledge of like things that have happened and like because at the end of the day like what do you want you just want like peace and like you think he wants to be there like tackling you like i'm saying like in the greater whole like it's not like these are things that people want to do and how they want to spend their life it just happens like through like the course of events and i think it's super important to like speak on these things and uh actually do something about it in terms of like not just like a social project but also like you yourself like the way you're seeking out knowledge or like i know you go to like these events uh where like they they celebrate uh specific dates and important things that have to do with like uh our actual like and your actual like history and roots it's important to do things like that i feel like to connect you to like the greater picture that it's not just like like everyone just wants like uh this like some sort of like peace and it's like crazy that those type of things happen like you literally could have been the next like fucking thing like you could literally like they could like the dude could have just got pissed and like ended you you know what i mean over you know what i mean like what it all happens over like straight up nothing you know it's like it's on it's honestly crazy so like um i know that before you you mentioned like a minute ago like at an ice cream shop when like me and you were chilling forever ago about how like it might have been in Ohio, but like a long time ago, you got like jumped by a bunch of <laughs> at like some show or something like that. Like, the, like, like wh- what happened and like di- how did that like shape uh, your thought process and like pretty much everything? Um, happened in um, really, I mean, it's it's hard for me to like say now what happened just because like I there was a lot of things I just didn't know back then, you know? It was really just, like, my friends went to shows. I went with them to a show that they said was going to be cool. I didn't know anything about any of the bands or anything, but I just, like, music, you know? Um, And, you know, I... So I went to the show, um, and it was, there was, it was, like, I, like... I think I'm trying to be careful about what I about how I say it, but yeah, for sure. You know, it was it was just at a it was at a venue that doesn't that I just probably shouldn't have been at. And if I would have been older and like known more about my surroundings, I probably would have known not to go there. Um, but yeah, it was just the wrong kid at the wrong place at definitely the wrong time and. Yeah, I got I got hurt pretty bad just for being there, um, and that was yeah. I ended up having to go to the hospital. I got pretty pretty fucked up over that. Some broken bones and shit, the broken rib. Um, and that is I don't know that that was one of the uh, I don't know if that was if I would say that was a defining moment for me in my life, but that was. That that was a start of a lot of a lot of anger that didn't get that didn't really get dealt with for a long time. Because went back to Ohio growing up, you know, dealing with you know like you know literally have fucking like KKK members like dropping off like fucking like flyers on your door to like join their shit and like make they literally do that literally. That's so crazy. Would like fucking Jehovah's Witness like like. That's wild. Okay, crazy shit. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. never seen or I've never seen like a clan member in person or like or anything yeah, like you that. Know of. Not yeah. with the hood on. Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Dude, like, I not mean, nah, me neither. I mean, they, crazy. like, I'd be pretty fucking terrified if I'm gonna be real. I'd be like, yo, I need to bounce. Like, I'm it's about scary. to start jetting out that bitch. It's scary. I mean, it's just like, you know, like that. I mean, that was that was a part of my environment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I. You know, it's 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I think when you go to like those rural areas like that, you know, it's just it's just kind of what's there. You know, like yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. But I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll say this. It's just like it's also hard to like think about. You know, like I kind of whenever I bring that stuff up, I think about it more in the sense of like you know, in comparison to like the kind of like racism that you experience here, where it's like I mean, yeah, people like say insane shit to you and like it's in your face, but I mean like. Like, you can look at, like, an extreme like that and just be like, you're fucking crazy. You know, it's like that has nothing to do with, like, me or anything. And it's like, it's just different, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm not really answering this. It's no, no, like, I, I understand. I know yeah. it's like a, you're giving, like, a good account, honestly. Um, you know, like, we're, it's, a, it's like getting to that time. But I just wanted to say, like... I really appreciate both of you coming in and like sharing personal stories and like personal conflicts and like all that stuff because, uh, you know, it really helps out and it's clearly a, like a super deep and emotional conversation that uh, gives a more of a insight on like, cause uh, you know, you see these things online and it doesn't like, I don't think it hits the same as when you hear like a voice mm-hmm. or you see these things online of like, let's say you see George Floyd getting smoked with a knee, but you never hear him speak you never hear like the further you never hear like the thoughts of like straight up fear or like a big like an like a impactful image to me is like the one you make of like the barricade and the cop and you're like truly just asking the cop like what are you doing because it's like uh i don't know like you know what i mean like what are you doing and that's just like a very strong image the the powerful thing that i that got to me what you were saying was like the the lady cop like starting to really start sobbing like that's like that's a powerful image you know what i mean and there's many like that and it's just like yo at the end of the day like what do you you know what i mean it's 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 incredible i mean i think it's i mean i think it's just an important thing to like ask i mean i don't think you know don't get me wrong i fucking hate cops you know what i mean but like at the end of the day it's just like i don't think everyone who becomes a cop does it for reasons that are fucked up and i don't think that everyone who is a cop thinks that i don't know is on some just bullshit you know i think people are really misguided in thinking that they can make a difference on the inside um i think people are really misguided in and their understanding of what the police force really is but i you know if you wear the badge in front of me i'm i'm not fucking with you but like i think i i you know People are still people, and they deserve to be challenged. Um, you should challenge people on on why they feel a certain way, and they should be able to fucking back it up. If they can't, they're going to know they can't. Like, even if they deflect and try and give you some bullshit, and you're just like, you're right, you're fucking out of your mind. But, like, I mean, people know when they don't know shit. And, you know, when you challenge people, like, force them to think, and it force them to rethink some things, you know. Why isn't Portland, like, the entire fucking police force, like, fucking dipped out because of just all the bullshit they've been giving them, you know? It's crazy, you know? Do you guys want to give, like, any any last shout-outs, any last words? Uh, Shout-out to me. Yeah. (laughs) Shout-out to myself. (laughs) Damn, that's pretty cool. You have nothing else? Let's go on a more. Uh, uh, can we? Can we on a high note? note? Yeah, I'm, I'm all bummed out now. Okay, uh, dude. Oh, well, dude. We, we just got? like went in on some fucking. No, no. Switch it up. Remix. Switch it up. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like we t- we 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 pretty much like touched on like all the stuff I wanted to touch on. I definitely didn't want to like end up on like the most depressing note ever. <laughs> For real. You know what I mean? But For like, sure. uh, I don't think it necessarily has to be a depressing thing. I think that like the these things happening have like a huge impact on like improvement like these are the things that lead to improvement all the crazy improvements that have gone down in like history have happened because some fucked up shit happened realistically mm-hmm. or like right. all even all the technological improvements happen because we're getting smoked and we need like some crazy device to help us whether that be like the rowdy mill to have clean water because everyone's dying at 30 years old like these are the things that fuels uh, like change in every aspect and the fact that all these things happened um very recently within the past year and obviously have been happening for a long time but the fact that these things happened like this is what is going to fuel this and yeah as a society and as like little people we're looking up on this and we're like well what has changed nothing blah 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 but these are how these those things happen like you know like drop by drop inch by inch and uh the fact that it's so covered online and so like all over the media and they it's all over the place 
it is like although you're like fuck all i'm seeing on the news is negativity but it's like there is a part of it that it's good that this is what you're seeing because it puts it in your face there's like a thing in business where like the customer has to see it 12 times before they make a move on it so imagine in terms of social change where like it takes you're gonna have to see it a million times you're gonna see it once and you're gonna forget about it how many people have already forgotten about everything that has already happened it's so easy to forget like by no fault of their own like it's just easy to forget we have so much going on in our lives so uh you know, I don't think necessarily like, yeah, of course it's negative that those things happen, but they're going to bring about like the, it's like the shore has to recede before it can come back. It's all going to just, you know, because progr- there's no doubt about it. Things have been getting better. Like you'd come to the era where it was like completely okay to say racial slurs and completely okay. Like if anything, you're weird if you don't say that, like in these eras, like famous books, um, you know, like movies and like now it's not and uh you know it's just goes like that inch after inch of course it sucks that uh you still see like 14 year old girls getting pepper sprayed in their face yeah that does suck but like um to look at it like i said on a more positive note like you see that things have been getting better and they have i'm not saying everything's perfect but there's no doubt about it that we're approaching a more united state and I don't even mean that in terms of America, just like in terms of Not humanity. Yeah. Like we give a fuck that things happen in the Middle East. Yep. I mm-hmm. feel like before no one would give a fuck. They'd be like, a lot of people cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's like a fringe group of like maybe like hippies or whatever who care. And the rest do not care. Yeah, and like, they're just like, oh, it's not happening here. Yeah, so it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now people care. And like people in America and around the world will straight up like start GoFundMes and send them mad money that is worth even more to them because of like the interchange of like yeah. currency and stuff. Like, you know, like we're, we're heading in the, I think overall, like it's like, but like overall, it's like the, the right direction. You know, that's, that's what mm-hmm. I think about it. That's how it should be. Yep. Compassion needs to go outside of your scope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Outside of what's in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, bro. Uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace.